Hi, and welcome to episode 31 of the Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Hoppe, parent educator and counselor, mom of two, and lover of all things related to parenting. All right, so summer is wrapping up, and some of you may have already seen the first day of school. For others, it still may be a few weeks away. But as we prepare for back to school, I want to talk about the important topic of authenticity. But before we get into it, I wanted to share Anti-Reactive Parenting's latest news with you all. Anti-Reactive has launched a subscription service. We have been working on some premium content to share with our listeners, including an exclusive podcast series by Life Fatherhood called Daddy Date, where you can listen in on healthy values-based conversations between a dad and his daughter, a monthly newsletter, shout outs in future episodes, and more. You can find the link to our premium content in the show notes, and we're excited to see you over on our subscription page. Okay, so authenticity. What does that have to do with back to school? Bear with me. I promise these two things are related. First of all, I hope your summer was restful and restorative for your kids, and hopefully a bit for you too, with a break from all of the activities and busy school schedules. Summer breaks are so important for kids so that they can have some downtime, and it's often a time of physical growth as well as a jump in maturity. It's a time when the pressure is off and kids have more time to just be kids and let their imaginations take off, try new things, learn new skills that there just honestly isn't a whole lot of time for during the school year, and they get to go new places and just play. I know many parents look forward to school starting and are super ready for their kids to go back. And that is totally an understandable thing. If that's how you're feeling, I get it. My kids are not ready to go back to school soon. And I'll be honest, I'm feeling the same way this year. It's been a lot of fun this summer watching them grow up and have time without school activities and a lighter summer time work schedules on my end has just resulted in a lot of extra family time together and we've all just really enjoyed being together. My husband and I have been very intentional this summer too about identifying areas for growth for our kids and helping them in those areas and they've both grown up in such big ways and I know when they go back to school They will not be the same people they were when they left school at the beginning of the summer. And I'm sure none of their classmates will be either. And neither will your kids. If you homeschool, then there probably aren't big surprises amongst your pupils. But if your child attends a co-op or a dance class or a team sport, everyone will come back a little bit different there too. And this is where things get a little bit harder for a child. Kids will adapt quickly. However, When they go back to school or to their activities, all of that dynamics will be different. Your child will be different. Their friends, their peers, they'll have a new teacher. The bar will be raised and the expectations will be higher. Everything gets shaken up and they'll have to figure out how and where they fit in. Things they loved last year may no longer be cool this year. Things that used to be funny may no longer fit a more mature sense of humor. Old classmates may have moved and new classmates may have arrived. There may be a new diagnosis everyone is learning to manage. Whatever changes may exist, both internally or externally, guaranteed things will not be the same. 
And that's good. That means everyone is growing as they should be. But that doesn't mean that it's easy. Many kids are keenly aware that a new school year brings forth a lot of unknowns. And even if your kid seems super ready, everyone is likely to be experiencing some apprehension. So what can we do as anti-reactive parents to prepare our kids for the new year ahead? The easy answer would simply to say, they'll be fine and they'll figure it out. Which is true, that's definitely an option and a likely outcome at that. But anti-reactive parenting is getting ahead of the game and planning ahead to teach and to guide and to help our kids not just survive childhood, but to thrive And this is where authenticity comes in. Social acceptance is a basic human survival instinct. Even if you refuse to admit it, we are all hardwired for social relationships and a drive for acceptance. For the majority of human history, people lived in cooperative groups and communities to ensure survival. I mean, we aren't meant to hunt, gather, build, cook, raise children, and keep house all alone. Everyone has a job and a role to fulfill, and we cannot do them all. If you were ostracized from the community, your odds of surviving plummeted. Nowadays, life has gotten pretty cushy, and a person could survive with minimal human contact as long as they have an income stream and a phone. Groceries delivered, work from home, entertainment at your fingertips. I mean, no one has to go out if they don't want to. Would it be great? Probably not, but the issue is no longer survival and the threat of death. But those are very recent changes in humanity, and it all still depends on other people doing things we can't do or simply won't do. So we continue to have a drive for social acceptance, and it's important for people to play an active role in their communities, however big or small, and work cooperatively. We need leaders, we need followers, we need mail carriers and grocery store workers. Everyone has a role and a place as a member of a community. This is the case within a classroom or school community too. And kids have the task of figuring out these roles and community dynamics and where they fit in every single year. And the only way to make this easier on a child is to help them to be their authentic self. We all have to adapt and honestly mask to a certain extent in order to find a balance of cooperation within a group. However, the more comfortable a person is in their own skin and the more aware of who they are and what their strengths are, the quicker they will figure out how they fit in or how they will stand out and settle into that role. So how do we do this? How do we help our child figure out their their authentic selves and embrace who they are? Well, long answer is many people beyond childhood don't even have this figured out. And the stereotype, many people in their late teens and 20s set off to find themselves. And many people's perceptions of self, perception of their self is ever evolving. But I'm not talking about going that deep. Adults are often very good at making things unnecessarily complicated. Kids don't need that. What we can do is start by identifying your child's strengths. What are they naturally good at? And I don't mean baseball. I mean on a social level. Are they a natural leader? 
Are they the first to say hi when someone walks into the room? Maybe they are observant or good listeners. Do they have a great sense of humor or are instantly likable? Are they hardworking rule followers? Maybe they are natural peacemakers or are agreeable and good-natured. Maybe they have a drive to always fight for what's right. Think it over. In episode 23, Clash of the Personalities, I talk about four different personality types and the strengths that come along with each. If you're uncertain about what type of personality your child has, take a listen and see which one resonates with you. Even figuring out if your child seems to lean more introverted or extroverted can be helpful in highlighting your child's strengths because the world definitely needs both types. As the parent, you can see your child's personality traits and understand them. Your child cannot. They need you to directly teach and inform them about this because it's not something anyone comes into the world understanding. There are years of research and all kinds of social scientists that have gone into developing different frameworks for personalities that have given us the knowledge that we have now to help us understand these things. But it can be super helpful and grounding for a child to have the person they love and trust the most in the whole world tell them about themselves and what they're good at. And this can be done at a level appropriate to your child's age. For example, a preschooler You can tell them that they're really good at starting friendships or they're really good at keeping themselves safe. Just very basic behaviors that come naturally to them. For an elementary age child, you can highlight their ability to maybe work hard and not give up or their helpfulness or their creative thinking. For teens and older kids, you can even give them a personality test to take and learn more about themselves with a sense of personal ownership over all of this knowledge. There are an endless amount of online free personality tests, Um, but there's so much to work with here, but the key is not to overcomplicate it. This isn't to say you should put your child in a box or tell them they will never be good at other things, but rather do a great job building them up and helping them see what makes them who they are so they can flourish and focus on the best parts of themselves instead of identifying all the ways they feel inadequate or all of the things they are not. Just imagine the confidence of walking into a classroom and knowing who you are and what you have to offer. Confidence can be magnetic and helps with fitting in too. To take this concept to another anti-reactive level, Teaching authenticity and self-confidence most effectively starts in the home. It starts by you and whoever you parent with walking the walk and doing the same by figuring out your personality and your strengths and living those out in the home and in your daily life. I'm going to be real with you. If you don't treat yourself kindly, your kids won't treat themselves kindly either. If you're hard on yourself a lot, your kids will learn to be hard on themselves and diminish their worth too. If you find yourself comparing yourself to others, your child is actively learning to focus on their inadequacies too. If you regularly find yourself wishing you have what other people have, your kids won't find contentness either. 
living your own authentic self starts with understanding your own personality and your strengths and embracing those parts of yourself and bringing those strengths to the forefront of your everyday life. From there, you can include those real life examples in your family conversations around the dinner table. You can share the highs and lows of your day, including how you leverage your strengths and how it was helpful to work together and leverage the strengths of others to fill the voids. No one is perfect, nor is perfection ever attainable. Perfection should never be the goal. But being yourself and not trying to be something or someone you're not is absolutely attainable. One sweet family I work with has been working towards achieving increased authenticity in their lives. More than anything, the parents want it for their daughter. They want her to feel comfortable in her own skin and no longer feel like she has to apologize for the person she is not. They want her to feel proud of who she is, but they are also careful not to overinflate her ego. They're very intentional about keeping her feet on the ground by acknowledging the things that are hard for her and the things she doesn't excel at, but also encouraging her to keep trying to improve in those areas. This has been an ongoing labor of intentionality for this family, but the big shift for them was when they realized they were struggling with many of the same insecurities their daughter had been living with, just at a more complicated adult level. And without noticing, those insecurities came out in their meta messages during their everyday conversations. It sounded a lot like comparison, like, how can the neighbors afford to go on such nice vacations? Or, so-and-so would never understand how hard it is to cover the bills each month. Statements like these come with a secondary message that isn't spoken out loud. These secondary messages say things like, what we have isn't good enough, or the life we have built is inadequate. That mentality was rubbing off on their daughter, and the whole family had gotten into a rut of constantly looking at other people and wondering how other people were better off than they were. Over time, and with a lot of intentional work, the mindset of this family has flipped 180 degrees, and now when they look around, checking out what they have or don't have, they start with gratitude. They start by looking at all of the wonderful things life has brought them as a culmination of the choices they've made and the people they are and the positive events that have happened that they didn't deserve. Now they are finding pride in the life they are living and it's been a total game changer for not just them, but even more so for their daughter. Her mind no automatic, her mind doesn't automatically go to the place of not enough when in the social mix appears, but rather, what do I have to bring to the table? They certainly are a happier bunch now and more secure in living as their authentic selves and living with a lot less unnecessary pressure. There's a famous quote, be yourself, everyone else is already taken. Maybe that comes across a little bit cheesy, but I love it as a reminder to not waste time and energy trying to be someone else, but rather pour that energy into being the best you. You meaning both yourself, your spouse, and your child. Living authentically brings a unique sense of freedom and an increase in self-confidence, which will inevitably help your child as they head into a new school year with new social situations and new dynamics to to sort out. The best way to equip them to deal with the changes is to empower them 
to be authentically themselves. Here's to the start of an authentic school year. All right, that's it for today's episode, my listeners. And as always, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you continue to enjoy these episodes, we invite you to help this podcast grow by leaving a quick five-star rating. And if you'd like a positive review, these ratings and reviews are much appreciated and help others to find this podcast in their mission to become better parents. Don't forget to follow our podcast and add it to your library so you don't miss an episode. All right, until next time, parent intentionally, plan for what's to come, and be anti-reactive. <laughs>